Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Najela. Najela. Yeah. Yeah. So here we are. Welcome to Bitchin'. Every week we talk about a different person. We dissect them. We go wildly off topic. Who are you being? Are you being Nigella? No, I'm being Jeremy Vine. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Let me have another go. Okay. <laughs> In the studio. Criminals. Should we throw them all on a bonfire? I'm talking to Matt from Cornwall. And what does Jeremy Vine think about Nigella Lawson? I don't know. I imagine he loves her. Who doesn't love her, to be honest? Wholesome queen. Beauty queen. Love her. So we're doing Nigella Lawson. Yeah. Shall I read a Wikipedia page? Yeah, let's go for it. Have we said the thing about every week we talk? Oh, you did as Jeremy Vine. I did it, but I did it as Jeremy Vine. But it wasn't very good, obviously. You know what? I'm trying not to take things so personally, so... And I'm trying to be clearer with what I mean when I speak. Are you? Is that coming through? Have I been a bit... Have I been a bit abrupt with you? I I think... I think you're always... Well... (laughs) No, you're always good at communicating, You're always a dickhead. Are you trying to be less of a people pleaser? Is that your vibe? Not less of a... But just clearer with people about what I think. Less wishy-washy. Exactly. Less window washing. Because they're not getting Mm. clean, they're getting grubbier. Right. Anyway, we'll see how it goes. What should I do? Should I become less clear or more clear? Um, I think you should just keep being you. Oh, thanks. Although, (laughs) (laughs) was that clear? I think you should just keep being you. Although, (laughs) although. I was trying to do it, I was trying to give you a really clear direction and Mm. then I didn't want to lose the opportunity for a route to improvement you know well there's lots of things that I could improve on I know that Mm. I'm working on it I'm getting there you're a big work in progress I'm becoming a more positive person (gasps) are you yeah are you (laughs) I think so the thing is it doesn't really work for this show so I have to switch it off when we record this because yeah Maybe by the end of Bitcher, whenever that happens, we'll both just be two caricatures of our past selves. Mm. I'd like that. Yeah. Can I tell you something I did this week? Yeah, absolutely. Please. I've been feeling very guilty about my car because I have a petrol car, which I hardly drive, but I did have to drive somewhere. It's a wash-up, isn't it? A wash-up. It's a toss-up between covid-friendly and killing the planet so anyway i had to drive somewhere because it would have been like three tubes to get there and i didn't want to spread covid killing the planet though the billionaires are doing that i know but we can all do our bit can't we wash out that yogurt pot we can all do our bit yeah Mm -hmm. anyway so i was worried about all the petrol so i was turning it off and on every time i stopped (laughs) and then i got to this roundabout which i actually think is probably using more petrol because it's quite a old car so it takes quite a big to turn it back on anyway I got to the roundabout and I turned it off and then it wouldn't go back on (gasps) I know but 
what I did was I put my foot flat on the floor of the accelerator as I turned the key and it worked and now I think I'm a mechanic but after that I stopped turning it off and on at every junction yeah I feel I don't know if there are any car experts listening but I feel like that's not a smart thing to do I don't drive, but I, I feel like it's not a smart thing to do. I was worried because there was a car not far in front of me that if I'd got it wrong and the engine was on, then I would have just gone mm. into the back of them. But Well, you you were trying to do the right thing and ended up um. nearly killing several people. So. <laughs> it's the story of my life. Do you know who wouldn't do something like that? It's Nigella, Nigella Lawson. Lucy Lawson, born the 6th of January 1960, which makes her 61 years old. Mm-hmm is an English food writer and television cook. She is the daughter of Nigel Lawson, Lord Lawson of Blabley, a former, no, of Blabby. What? I mean, they both don't sound real, do they? (laughs) Lord Lawson of Blabby, a former Conservative Chancellor of the Exchequer, and Vanessa, wait, what? Oh, her mum's Vanessa Lawson, whose family owned the J. Lyons & Co. food and catering business. Mm. blah 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 published second book how to be a domestic goddess blah blah channel four blah blah bbc two series nigella's christmas kitchen blah 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 what i love about the show is the detail i just think you've got to cut out the bumps we all know her we know and love her i've really enjoyed researching nigella because although i know her and admire her and laughed at her microwave pronunciation i did not actually know a lot about her and I've learned loads. She's been through a lot. She's had a very difficult life in a lot of ways. Yeah, she has. Are you thinking of her marriage is? Well, yeah, I also, I read an interview ages ago about like her childhood and stuff and it sounds like it wasn't, um, wasn't the easiest place to grow up in. And I think she's written that she had like a bit of a, difficult relationship with food when she was growing up and so now she kind of is trying to I guess compensate for those years of not being comfortable with it I guess. Do you like her style her her style of presenting? Yeah it's very relaxing I just want to go to one of her dinner parties really imagine being invited to Nigella Lawson's home it'd just be so you would feel so important like you just feel like you'd gone to some sub-dimension of heaven, I think. If you were sat at her table and she was telling you everything she was preparing. and Yeah. she. I didn't realise that I thought she was like a proper trained chef. Mm. But she doesn't view herself as that at all. She started off... Well, so she comes from this very like affluent background, obviously, with her dad. And her dad worked for The Spectator, so she got a job very at a very young age. Um, for the spectator and then decided to become a restaurant critic and I guess like you know that interest in food has always been there but then she was like she became the deputy literary editor of the Sunday Times at the age of 26 which just completely blows my mind so I just I didn't realize her sort of background was more in writing and journalism than it was in food in chefing yeah and her whole thing is that she doesn't want to be perceived as an expert. It's more like your mate cooking. Mm. Um, I really like the thing she says as well about cooking being like a metaphor for life, where you sort of, you have to have quite a regimented plan, but then you also have to kind of go with it and mistakes will happen. And it's all about not striving for perfection because 
that's where madness lies is kind of how she's put it which is yeah I just think is very poetic it is very poetic and it's a nice way of I don't know a lot of like I mean I'm I'm not a great cook are you I'm all right you know mm. I've got better in in lockdown that's yeah I've learned yeah. and also through going vegan I've sort of had to learn yeah I'm all right but I'm not like I'm not very good at like measuring things and timing so it it requires a lot of mental energy for me to cook something that has lots of steps and I have to really um it takes me twice as long to do everything basically it's it's nice that she has a sort of um chilled attitude to it yeah and she makes it feel very yeah achievable I guess and it's not like other you know like the Jamie Oliver thing of you need a twig of shrimp and a (laughs) dashing of i don't know pine. a bulb of horse tranquilizer yeah you need five five grams of ketamine and <laughs> sounds delicious and a test tube of the novel coronavirus before <laughs> you can and they always need pestle and mortars i don't know about you but i do not own a pestle and a mortar i think josh head. has one <gasps> oh josh is a cook there isn't yeah it's so the thing i live with it i live with a chef so um I mean, he's not an actual chef, but he could be if he wanted to be. Oh my gosh, he absolutely could be. He's got... Oh, he could be the next Nigella. Bit of cheek in there, isn't there, with Josh? Yeah, he's definitely got uh, Jamie Oliver energy. I think mm. with Josh, the thing is, is like nothing, um, everything about cooking stresses me out. Like the timing, chopping things, like preparing everything, especially if you're cooking for someone else, like making sure everyone's sat down, they've got their meal and they don't hate it. And whereas none of it really stresses Josh out, he just finds real joy in doing it. Um, He does sometimes get angry if he fucks up a poached egg or something. Oh, it's anger at himself though, isn't it? Yeah, because he takes it seriously. Do you know what I mean? What would you serve Nigella if you were having a round? My best dish is and I've really perfected it, Mm. is a cannelloni. Oh, I need to talk to you about this. It's a vegan cannelloni. Oh, will you make it for me? I've gone veggie, by the way. Oh, Mm. how's that? Yeah, it's all right. Mm. You're looking down your nose at me because I'm not a vegan. I'm absolutely not. Oh, my gosh. How's that? No, I'm all meant... That's painful, isn't it? I think giving up anything is hard. I'm all meant, oh, how's that? That must be tiring. Well, I just sort of can't do it anymore. It's not that I want to. Yeah. I just can't look at it and think it's an animal. And Mm. I know. I've sort of broken the bit of my brain that can, like, distance myself from the, the violence. I just can't do it. I wonder what that is if there's like a certain level of denial that we have to have to be mm. humans and then suddenly that denial switch just kind of gets a bit faulty. Yeah. It's weird because it's gone it's gone the other way for me before where I was a vegetarian and then I was like, I just don't care. But I don't know, I think it's something about... I think that's okay though to like, in your life you're not ever just like one thing, are you? And yeah. I think it's always the thing about with veganism and I know I'm like this but people are so military about stuff where they're like I am a vegan and actually I think if someone's doing their best and they're cutting down everything as much as they can just like we all do with every you know no one lives a perfect life do they and I think there's so much judgment and the fear of getting it wrong means that people just go well I'm not I'm not I wouldn't cast myself as that label whereas like when I first started becoming vegan like a couple of years ago I was vegan but then I ate cheese 
to say well done for having been vegan. Mm. And I still call, well, I didn't really call myself it, but I still thought, well done me. Yeah. And now, sometimes I do, if I get a too good to go, have you done a too good to go? No. <gasps> What's a too good to go? It's an app on your phone device, which tells you the local restaurant... Thank you for showing me your phone, by the way, so I know what a phone looks like. I've got a visual aid. And I've never seen one. You are from Cumbria. I am. So <laughs> it's an app and it tells you all the local shops and restaurants and cafes and blah that are about to throw away their food. And you can buy that food at like a third of the price, sometimes really? even less. Yeah, and then you have to go and collect it or whatever. So Greg's near me does. Greg's. 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 Does it. Greg's. What does actual it. Greg's? Greg's is in Greg's, it's in the Greg's. Oh my god. So I spent two pounds at Greg's, yeah. walked yeah. myself down there, and I got a goodie bag. And in that goodie bag was a veggie pastry, a cheese and onion pastry, oh my four god. donuts, oh my god. two yum yums, oh and god. a sausage roll for two pounds. It's not always that good, this is the thing, because it's obviously just whatever they have left and sometimes they've had more orders so they put fewer things Mm. in each goodie bag but I try and tell them like oh if you can put anything dairy free that'd be amazing but obviously sometimes they can't so in that case I did eat the yum yums and I did eat the cheese and onion pasty because they would have thrown it in the bin otherwise I thought well come on and you're kind of measuring if I'm doing it for environmental reasons and yeah it's better than throwing it away yeah put it in my bin belly <laughs> i highly recommend getting too good to go it's very different in different areas and what's the best thing you've got do you think i can tell you that very easily yeah coluccio's yeah coluccio's we're doing goodie bags and in it was an entire panettone that was what's that really nice summery drink spritz aperol spritz flavored yeah. with dark chocolate on the top and the softest lightest sponge you've ever had Oh my god! I'm gonna I'm gonna download it right now. Actually, Pret a Manger breakfasts three pounds. I got two breakfast rolls and a croissant. We share them in the flat, so like I try to not eat too much dairy mm. because I'm otherwise I'm just not being vegan anymore. But yeah, it is really different in different places. So like I'm yeah. in such a I'm by like a big high street with loads of shops on it. Yeah, so obviously yeah, yeah. If you're in a more residential area or whatever, I feel like Nigella would be proud. I feel like she would be. I feel like what's that is what's great about her is her sort of. Um, you get the feeling like if you invited her around and you fucked up the dinner, she wouldn't be angry at you. What would you cook for Nigella? Um, I think I'd keep it quite simple. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to try and um, out outdo her. Do you know what I mean? There's no point. Yeah. I make quite a good ratatouille. Ooh, yeah. So maybe I would make that maybe with like a... I think you can't be just like a good fucking loaf of crusty bread. <gasps> I knew you were going to say bread. I was hoping you were going to say bread roll, but I'm happy with just a big crusty bready Yeah, bread. and like some balsamic vinegar, <gasps> maybe. Mm. Or, or make it into a garlic bread situation mm. with some um with like whole garlic chunky garlic cloves. yeah chop up the garlic get some lure pack and just spread the garlic on spread that lure pack so good fucking hell i'm really hungry now i know and this is the thing is like i do just think like the pure pleasure that that woman gets from talking about food yeah and we all get it don't we to an extent 
or at least most people I just people love do. her and I just think she brings so much joy to people and I hope I hope she is having a nice time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Can I tell you what I really didn't know? I So mm. I really naively always assumed that she was a big Tory. No. Because, yeah, so she she made the decision to vote Labour in like 1989 or something even though her dad obviously is incredibly like involved in the conservative party and i think it was very contentious in their family and a really sort of brave step away from family tradition and she said that like her and her dad just don't really talk about politics right but also she um she like in um there's this leaked whitehall document from 2003 that shows she declined an obe from the queen which i just absolutely love and oh no way isn't that amazing? And again, you wouldn't necessarily expect it because she's sort of very mainstream and, I don't know, she's not very, like, overtly political, but that's a no, p- very yeah. political statement, isn't it, to turn down an OBE? And also, so because she's the daughter of a life peer, she she basically gets this thing, like, it's a title. Um, I think she should be named the Honourable Nigella Lawson, but she's mm. always refused to use that title mm. and she just doesn't doesn't take it up and I think that's really amazing and she's also talked about so she has a personal wealth of about I think it's like between 15 million and 30 million or something mm. like that and she's like publicly stated I have a quote somewhere she said I'm determined that my children should have no financial security it ruins people not having to earn money and she said that her children will not inherit any of her money wow isn't that wild I guess also, like, if you're Nigella's kids, like, people probably just want to give you opportunities anyway, so, like, you will be fine. I'm sure she's got, like, houses and stuff that she's, like, leaving for them and whatever. And it does make you think, if she's that strong-minded about it as someone who's come from money, Mm. you think, how much has that money made her unhappy? Is that why she doesn't want her children Mm. to be in the position that she was? Like, obviously, she's got so much out of her position, and a lot of her starting career seemed to come from like her family's wealth and the opportunities she got and stuff but she clearly has a real perspective that it doesn't it's a it's a bind that you don't necessarily want in the end yeah it's interesting it's interesting with the nepotism thing because like i think there was that um that piece from larry david's daughter or it was like an interview with her or something and um I mean, first of all, I think don't complain about being rich and famous during the Panda <laughs> Express. Just don't do it. Just don't. Just. It's not a mood, is it? No, just be just be quiet for a bit and um, <laughs> you'll be all right. But mm-hmm. she was basically like, it's really hard because my dad's Larry David. And I do understand that it would be hard because everyone compares you with your famous parent. But I also think it's not harder than being just a normal person who yeah. has no family in the business. I agree. And if all you can talk about is how hard it is, maybe you are just not that interesting person. If that's all you have to talk about. like I agree. But don't you think there's this weird thing where like people feel because there's so much trauma that's very public about mm. people's lives, we all feel that our value is like based on so if you're if you've like had privilege mm. and you see people talking about their route into the industry mm. or their route into whatever as being from a sort of place of poverty or trauma or whatever mm. then you have to say yeah well, my experience has been hard too and it's like it doesn't have to be hard for you to have value and be respected like yeah i think it's really in like the creative arts as well the sort of like hardship and creativity go hand in hand when yeah really the opposite is true like 
you know, I don't really ever feel like being creative when I'm depressed, really. Um, yeah, and particularly, we're going to see it after COVID. And, you know, even now, the people who are leaving the arts and the people who are able to stay. Yeah. It's so about privilege and connections and... Completely. All of those things. Yeah. Like, I do have sympathy and I do understand. I guess it's just that, like, thing of not really knowing how what the conversations are right now and like and also it's that thing of like oh I really want people to like me Mm. which I understand I do think though cut forward 30 years and we're both going to be moaning about how rich and famous we are and someone's going to play this back and be like (laughs) Jesus Christ Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Oh my gosh, so I got targeted advert advertising. Have you seen those like raffles for houses? Yeah, it's like seen lo- them, yeah. lottery for houses. Yeah, they're just scams, aren't they? It is a scam. Yeah. And do not do it if you're listening, don't do it because I've done that... it. I've done it so many times. Oh Helen. I know. Honestly, you're better off playing the lottery. Honestly. I'm so convinced every time that I'm going to win a £3 million house. And last week, I bet, not bet, but I put in the lottery for this £3 million townhouse in Fulham. And I literally spent all week, like, basically, essentially packing. <laughs> I was absolutely, I have never been more convinced. And I remember thinking, like, sometimes I get a bit deluded about things. And I get a bit, like, I do have delusions of things. <laughs> but yeah. sometimes I have delusions of things and then they do actually happen. So, yeah. like this must be one of those times and then when I didn't win they announced it at midnight on Friday and I stayed up until midnight to accept my winning ticket and I couldn't understand what was happening when I'd not worked I just it was all it was awful it was a very low dark midnight moment for me I had to go to sleep with all my dreams crushed but I did think what world are we living in where this woman is coming on my Instagram being like do you want the house of your dreams. Well, just give us £25 I paid to enter. You know that probably whoever's won has just bought, like, £20,000 worth of tickets. <laughs> Do you think? Well, yeah, because if you think about it, if it's worth £3 million, then it, right. and you've got money to spare, it is <gasps> worth being the person who buys the most amount of tickets. Oh, I'm going to be sick. Do you think that's what happened? Yeah. But I imagine, right? Someone had spent £20,000 on tickets and then I'd spent £25 on tickets and then imagine and then I'd you won. won. Yeah. That would be really yeah. 
telling the system where to go. Yeah, it would also be unlikely because of the way <laughs> raffles work. Because of statistics. <laughs> Whatever. My dreams are bigger than statistics. Mm, I think stick with you, you gambling, just your normal gambling. Oh, there was an outhouse with a with a with a gym oh. and a office in it, and I was like, oh, I'm I do it too. There. I go on right move. Yeah, love going on right move and just oh, seeing yeah. no upper limit. Did you see all the obsession a couple of weeks ago about Polly Stenham's house on theatre? Yes. Twitter? Everyone was talking about Polly Stenham's house. Oh my gosh, Fucking isn't it lovely? Hell, man. So Polly Stenham, for people who crazy. don't know, is a playwright, and she did like um, a feature. Was it in Vogue or something? Yeah, like that? I think it was like four or five years ago, wasn't it? Oh, is that? I don't think oh. it was recent, or was it recent? I don't know. It just got sent to me, so I assumed Let it was recent. Google. But you're, it's she just lives in the most beautiful London townhouse, and there are lots of pictures of her sitting by her big shelves and sofas and things. Oh fuck, it is from this year, yeah. <laughs> February 2021. What I really like about it is I do feel there's a sense of deep shame with people who are able to buy their own houses where they sort of pretend that they've not or like they, they hide it. They pretend they've won it in a raffle. <laughs> but also I really understand that shame because if you're lucky enough to have bought a house but you're really hyper aware of the fact that other people aren't, then you might try and sort of hide it and be a bit quiet about it. Whereas she's just done a whole three-page spread. Oh, right. Actually, so... So it's just been published online. Okay. But it was um, originally in British Vogue's July 2018 issue. Okay. So Still, the housing crisis was pretty bad in 2018. Yeah, it was bad. And uh, But I guess if you're doing it for Vogue, you're like, well, people on Twitter aren't going to see it unless they buy Vogue. Whereas once it becomes like a link that everyone can share, you do very quickly... Um, but I'm a hypocrite. If someone was like, do you want to go to Polly Stenham's house for drinks? I'd be like, yeah. Oh my yeah, gosh, if I was Polly Stenham and I had that house, I would just be taking pictures of myself in that house all the live long day. I don't I don't think I would, but uh, I'm I'm not I'm not Polly Stenham, so <laughs> I guess like I like if that was my house, like I'd be I'd be joyous that that was my house. Um and it is amazing. I'm looking at the pictures now, it's absolutely gorgeous. She she has great taste. Yeah, oh my god, it's so like um, shabby chic, vintagey, isn't it? Yeah, it's beautiful. But you are um, right; you'd have some sense of sort of shame about it. Not shame, but uh, I, I just wouldn't want just... anyone to to know. I wouldn't want anyone to know what my house looked like. To be honest, I would just um, that would just be private pictures on my Instagram all day long. Maybe I'm well, wrong. I hope you win one. Oh, I hope. I... No, I'm not entering anymore. They've just texted me, actually. It's really weird as we've been talking. They've just texted me. To say me. we've got another one. Yeah. Give us another £25. Yeah. How can they have another one already? It's disgusting. Scams. But I will be buying some tickets. Well, I suppose it's that thing you had a week of hope, didn't you? Yeah. You had a week where you were just like... It was so nice. Yeah. I was just living in this total fantasy world of me. Well, exactly. Fantasy right now, that's what we all need. Like... Mm. So I don't blame you at all, like, thinking that that's possible. Thanks, Tilly. I always feel so understood and seen. Good. I'm glad. Have you ever cooked a Nigella recipe? No, I'm thinking of doing one. I actually liked one today. I don't know what Ooh. it was that I liked. Let me have a look on her Twitter, because she's lovely on Twitter, and people always send her pictures of recipes that they've made, and she always replies and says, that looks delicious. Oh, it's so nice. Oh yeah, this is it. Donut French toast. 
Ooh, that sounds great. Oh, I love her. Yeah, see, I've just never, I don't know if I've ever eaten anything, maybe unknowingly at a friend's house or something, but I've never cooked one of her recipes or eaten anything that I've known to have been made by her. I don't think. But it does all look really nice. I also want to make, she's made like one of her recipes is butterscotch pudding. And she says in the recipe that she loves Angel Delight butterscotch, which I also love. And I tie it to my uh, childhood quite a bit. You don't like it, no? Not for me. Well, they've changed the recipe anyway, definitely, because it's not as sugary as it used to be. And therefore not as nice. Um, I just, I'm not a big sugary gal. So I might try, I might try her recipe for it. Oh, you definitely should. Oh, you definitely should. I'm less sugary as I get older. Used to be a sugar fiend. Did you? Yeah. I'm crisps all the way. Oh, crisps and hummus. (gasps) I sort of just, sometimes I just sort of wish that like I could just have crisps and hummus for my lunch. I could just have a whole bag of crisps. You can. Maybe I'll do that tomorrow. Yeah, little treat. favourite hummus? I always just go for a Sainsbury's own, to be Sweet. honest. What about you? I like the Sabo one. Oh, yes. The really and it's got the things on, on the top. top. Yeah. yeah. Fucking hell. Do you know what, though? I'm, I'm so like, I get that one sometimes, but I take the nuts off and don't eat them. I know. What? I just, I, it's like I'm a smooth peanut butter person as well. I prefer things when they're just, mm. they're one thing or the other. They're not a sort of, oh, there's some crunch in there. No. I like it because it's a bit of variation. Oh, fancy some hummus now. I'm really hungry. Is there anything that we've missed? Everything. Literally everything. We've not really talked about, but I think that's okay. Obviously, like, her hus- her first husband died. I think everything that's been said about that has kind of been said. And, and her uh, second husband famously sort of assaulted her, but I think you're right. I think I think what gosh, was really... Been through it. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting, and this is just so... What I love about her is she has been hypersexualized. She's so... The tabloid press absolutely love to have a field day with her personal Mm. life when anything comes out about her that's in any way critical because she's obviously so loved it's always everywhere and I think like I just love that she's that the popularity of her in terms of her viewers and her readership and stuff is kind of overruled Mm. the the press trying to bring her down and and, um degrade her name I guess yeah yeah all credit to her any more for any more no I think that's that's it. What are you having for your tea? I am making. Oh my god! Here we go. Home version of Nando's. <gasps> I've got some bean burgers, some Nando sauce. I've got my air fryer. Have I talked to you about my air fryer? No, but um, my friend Georgia Frost was telling me about their. Highly air fryer. recommend. Yeah. yeah, so good. You put things in it, and it is like it's been deep fat fried, but with air. Right. Well, they've got one, and we're hopefully, you know, moving in together at some point. So I'm looking forward to using. What about you? Do you know what you're having for your tea? Yeah, we've got some fish cakes from the co-op, and Mm. Josh is going to make his homemade mash. Yes, Josh. Does Josh cook every night? Um, Pretty much, yeah. He just loves it. Doesn't tire him out. That's so nice. I need about four weeks to work up to, like, (laughs) making a mac and cheese. Um, and I got some tender stem broccoli as well. <gasps> Delicious. Oh, well, enjoy. You enjoy your bean burgers. Fucking oh, hell, that sounds delicious. Have you got the Nando's hot sauce? 
have I? Yes, which I have. Which one are you? Which one are you gonna have? The hot one. Hot. Nice. Hot. What hot. do you? Are you a? Are you a? I feel like you're a hot. I'm a, a medium. medium. I'm a medium, but you Classy. know, I will. I'll dabble in a hot. I'm like that, but I'm a hot, but sometimes I dabble in an extra hot. I'm a Perinés, I'll tell you that for mm-hmm. fucking free. Perinés with the peri peri chips. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, I've got some peri-peri, don't you worry. Well, I hope um, the listener is sufficiently hungry too. Yes. And um, everyone enjoy their food today. Everyone take care of yourselves. We're nearly there. I don't know where we're going, but we're nearly there. And in the meantime, we're here. We are here for you every week. (laughs) Whether you want it or not. Until one of us has a mental breakdown. Okay, bye. 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 You've been listening to Bitchin' with Tilly Steele and Helen Monks. Our music is by Dave Cribb and our artwork is by Luke W. Robson. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you're enjoying it. And do follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We love to hear from you. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.